Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Barry, 29 degrees at the moment here in Glasgow. The sunshine very much out. Great weekend. Uh, two of the three of us are in shorts. Yeah, and you and Mark are. Um, <laughs> I'm not too sure about your legs. Um, listen, I felt a wee bit strange walking in, and I've got a pair of jeans. Well, the producers, James, the producers, get jeans sure. on. But the disappointment in the office when you didn't have your shorts on was uh, palpable, wasn't it, Mark? Well, I would, was, yeah. I would take my jeans off, but but indeed, we're looking forward to hearing from you in the next two hours because we'll look back a wee bit on Rangers the other night. Look forward to PSV and Mark last night. Where do we start? Dundee United. 7-0 we went in with big hopes after the one goal victory last week but my goodness yeah it was a shocker uh, from the United didn't see that coming you know great travelling support in Altmar last night as well for them and um, credit to Altmar they just blitzed in the United that 20-25 minute uh, period and to be honest Paul it could have been 9 or 10 Barry yeah it was a, a tough watch if I've, if I've been honest um, first 20 minutes they did okay but once AZ got that um, that first goal uh, United just collapsed um, and then at half time 5-0 down you're thinking right just make sure you, you keep it at that uh, and I was surprised they were closing so high up the high up the pitch and Mark's right listen it ended up 7-0 but it could have been 9 or 10 so it was a uh, it was a tough night for the the players the management and also they had a right good falling over in uh, the Netherlands and it was great to see one of the did you know see oh, one of the fans falling asleep, asleep. <laughs> yep it was um, no wonder um, so that's how they're going yep. to recover they've got a tough one on Sunday at Tynecastle so it'll be interesting to see how they perform Mark we could have gone either way tonight but the Rangers doing so well Rangers still in Europe very much in the Champions League Celtic still to come in the Champions League Hearts still to start playing but we know that Motherwell are out at the qualifying stages Conference uh, League um, Dundee United last night and it could have been different but from Scotland's point of view thank goodness Rangers did so well it's the first time yeah, we've seen you since Tuesday yeah it was you know I think we all did tip Rangers to get through although I think we all thought it would maybe go to extra time but um, the, the, the turning point was clearly getting that half time lead yeah. Paul you know getting that penalty kick because uh, you know I think Rangers started well enough then Union started to you know they, they look quite comfortable and then they've got the, the, the penalty kick from Union's point of view they'll be, they'll be disappointed they conceded it but once again James Tavernier people say it's easy to score penalties it's not that's that's you know it's a pressure penalty kick and once again the captains produced the goods and then for uh, Cholak and Thielman you know the new signings uh, to come in I think we all like the look of Cholak if he gets service I think he'll do them um, a good turn and, and it takes pressure off not rushing Morelos back too soon because you know you've got a good um, number nine so it was a job well done uh, by Rangers and they'll go into it full of heart full of confidence against PSV the only thing is slight thing Paul is you have not got the return leg yeah. 
back at your own place and, and you look at the difference it makes like PSVV Monaco on their own pitch extra time fans spurring them on got them that last minute equaliser and then the extra time winner so I I would say that the tie's probably 50-50 but it's I think it's imperative that Rangers take a lead over to Holland I think they must win the game uh, on Tuesday night to give themselves the best possible chance Talk more about that in the next couple of hours here. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We've been talking about it since the game the other night. This weekend, Rangers in action tomorrow against St. Johnson, three o'clock. We've got St. Mirren against Ross County, Livingston against Hebs and Aberdeen against Motherwell. And then on Sunday, Hearts Dundee United. But before that, match of the day, Kilmarnock against Celtic. The Morrisons are all listening in. Big Kilmarnock fans there. They're tuned in in the garden just now. Barry, we thought about being outside today, didn't we? To do the show. Yeah, I was expecting yep. um, you to yep. sort that out, but obviously <laughs> um, you didn't. And you've got the whole shorts on, so I was. Uh, that's why I was expecting it to happen. But listen, we're in the studio. It's nice, nice and cool in here. Isn't it great weather? It's fantastic. Who's regret weather, having it? shorts on? You reckon? Okay. Twenty or thirty minutes. Okay. These will be free. I'll swap up. Take your jeans. We're on the socials as well at Go Football Show. We're going to talk about the new TV deal. Um, Andy Walker. We spoke about it last evening, and then just afterwards, it broke that the new deal—it's not yet signed, sealed, and delivered—but it would be five million extra a year from Sky. But overall, the deal. Uh, would be for 60 games rather than 48. So I think per game is probably less. The thing is, no one else is in for it, Mark. That's the it, it's uh, it's the seller's market there or the buyer's market. Yeah. I mean, as I mean, you like are not think, coming in, are they? Sorry, I wouldn't think no. so. But yeah. you'd like to think that SPFL, you know, this is Neil Doncaster and and the, and the marketing team, the commercial team's baby, that they have been round the house, as Paul, and it could well be that Sky is the only show in town and, and Sky will be aware of that um, as well I think we do undersell our product I have to be honest you know it is a lot of money and it keeps our game afloat let's be honest so we've got to be thankful for Sky uh, for that because if our clubs didn't have that money I don't know where they would be Paul I don't think we'd have as many full time clubs put it that way but I think we've got to be stronger around the negotiating table I really do you know yeah we're getting more money but we're actually getting less per game when you average it out that's no good I'll let you look at inflation now the way things are going. Sure. Um, nah, uh, great for Sky, brilliant, good for Scottish football, but we've got to be harder. It's not signed yet. Let's play hardball with them and get what our game is worth because we've got a good product, Paul. Barry, 60 games it would cover, but there's 230 top-class games and secondary rights will be important for the clubs. Yeah, that, that that's a big thing uh, that they need to try and um, get addressed in terms of the, the clubs having their own TV screening their own, uh, their own games and then fans will obviously go and pay whatever it is £10 or £15 that's another revenue um, stream for them to bring money in um, so I would like to think if this is the kind of money they're talking about they can try and sort that out that if their team's not live they, they can obviously watch it on their own TV um, and then obviously the fans will be happy they're putting money back into the club and obviously the clubs will be happy because there's a bit more money uh, coming in for the finances Sky's coverage has been excellent over the years BT I think also did well but yeah. they're out of the equation but do you know that the money coming into Scotland if this is the deal over five years is the same as a relegated club got there in May in England say a Norwich or Burnley mm -hmm. 150 million they got and that's what we'll get over five years for all the the top clubs yeah, that, that, so two that, or three million a year sorry if, you, a if you win you the make, league Paul, when, you, when yeah. you highlight those numbers that's when you think hold on we, we are we are we're underselling ourselves. Sky are taking the mickey. You know, and, and I'm not saying that they are, but when you look at those figures, you think, right, right, wait a minute, we've got to be getting more than 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 what we are. Surely, 
you know, you look at you look at Celtic, you look at Rangers, you look at what they bring. You know, we, we provide some box office um, games. You look at some of the stuff that we've got to watch down south, the greatest respect. It's not great. You know, a lot of the games sure. aren't great. Yeah. A lot of the games are switching over. You're certainly not sitting through 90 minutes of them. So, nah, look, I know it's easy to say get more money. I understand that. But let's not be hasty. Let's make sure that this is the best possible deal we can get and try and get a bit more. Because there's no rush, Paul. No rush yeah, to extend sure. this. 2025, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, yeah, okay. you know, let's take yeah. our time and make sure we're getting the best, best possible deal. Here's Paul, I think, on the line. Paul, good evening. Ah, it's no Paul. It's definitely no Paul. Who is it? Uh, it's Jim. Uh, listen, Jim, I'm, hi. I 100% agree with you there, Mark. Absolute scandalous deal again with these, these guys running the game in this country. Where's going on and what is going to take for these guys to be taken to task? I mean, is you right there, Mark? I'm underselling. Am I right in saying, Mark, that... He didn't even show the, the quarter of games last season. Am I right there? Yeah, Sky. Sky didn't take up the full quarter of games, Jim. Yeah, that's right. So, are, are they new? Is this what it's all about now? That, that, because of the money? That's, I, I just think it's absolutely scandalous, Barry, that how anybody can trump it that is a fantastic deal, £150 million. It's not £150 million, no chance. Absolute scandalous. But if it's the only money in town, Barry, that's what we will that's be. That's the problem. Yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only deal that's on the table. Mm. There's no a BT, there's no another. Um, company yeah. want to um, get the broadcasting rights yeah, yeah so th that's the problem they've got but I, I do I mean Mark says right at the start of the show I do believe that over the last couple of years we have got a real good product up here and we don't sell it enough but the only problem I've got is you can't play them against each other because it's only Sky it's at the table sure. at this moment yep. in time do I think it's far too less of course I do mm. I, th I think we can get a, a bit more if you look at other leagues around about the world the Swedish league yeah they get more money than us. Um, Belgium League. You, you can't say that they are... Listen, they've got good teams as well, but we've got good teams. Um, and we've got a real good product. But hopefully a BT or an Amazon, as you say there, Paul, do come to the table and then it makes it um, obviously better for, for our game up here that we can hopefully get a better deal. I think as well, you know, I'm saying that we should get more money and I think we do. But, you know, to give credit to, to the Sky Sports Scottish team, Oh, a really good yeah. production team oh, they do good. well they sure. care about their product they've got good yeah. pundits mm -hmm. Ian Crocker you know top commentator etc etc so you look at the product that I've got I'm not I'm not having a go at Sky in any shape or form for their product because I know the sure. guys and yeah. they care about what they put on and they put a lot of time and effort but the money in terms of the, the business guys you know the guys in London whatever it is that, that mm -hmm. are running the show sitting with our guys at the head of the table at the SPFL we've got to play Hardball to the nth degree, Paul. The Premier League, Jim, will get 1.65 billion at the moment. So that's 1,650 million. Uh, La Liga is one point, just yeah. over a billion. Yeah. Uh, and Germany, almost a billion. Serie A, almost 800 million. But then you're looking at the Norwegian League. Yep. It's double what we get. Mm -hmm. The Swedish League is a, an extra 20 million. And we get, is that the, the Greek League as well? So yeah, that's right. The Eredivisie well, that yeah, we all love no seeing. There's no doubt there's good teams in, in the countries, Paul. Yeah. Um, but right. you try to tell. We're not queuing up to watch Tromso against Viking Stavanger, yeah. are we? Are you not? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're saying they're getting double. They're getting no, double. you're right. Getting I know, I know. Oh, Celtic Rangers. It is a global game. Celtic Rangers is a global brand. So let's be, let's be paid accordingly. Is it time for, for instance, Edinburgh Derby? Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, sure. At the yeah, weekend. It was a brilliant watch. Jim, did you enjoy it? Did you see it last weekend? I did. I watched it. It was actually good about it, Mark Barry and Paul. Was actually having a full stadium. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm yep. not saying I'm not saying it would be jump back, but 
it does help the product for sure when you're seeing games at full stadium mm-hmm. and likes are when there's, there's there is games that's on on our games that's on the television and yep. the, the crowds at them are actually ridiculous. Jim, what, again, yep. what else is on your mind? What about your own team? Uh, well, one forward to pretty optimistic for this season. Uh, just good turning that over there. I'm getting myself back into, well, I watched a, a good bit of the, what do you call it, the Monaco and PSV game. I thought PSV got a wee bit lucky. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they could be it. The, the good thing about PSV, they're, they're not going to sit in against you. They're not going to sit and put 10 men behind the ball. They'll come out and they'll leave spaces for you, but They'll, they'll also get chances as well I believe Barry yeah I, I agree with Jim PSV you know what the Dutch are like they like to get the ball down and play and normally two centre backs the full backs are right high and wide so I think it will be a, an open game and I think that will suit Rangers um, ideally as a Rangers man I would have liked to have been over Eindhoven yeah. first but listen that's the way the, the draw has been made Rangers need to make sure that they, they get a good um, result for going over to Einhoven because it will be tough over there. Um, there's no doubt about it. But listen, Rangers have got enough for me um, to get through and they need to make sure they get into the Champions League because we all know what that brings. And that brings huge amount of money, 35, 40 million pound. You can almost touch it now, 40 million. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, you know, taking into account the home games. Yeah where I think it's what three or four million pound per home game as well on top of the 35 or 40 million pound you do get so look it's imperative that Rangers get there and I do believe that Rangers are good enough the positive for me just now they're not playing at the top of their game I do believe it's a work in progress with these new players coming in but I I, I seen a different side to them on Wednesday night it was a bit of pressure on them yep it was um, it was vital that they got that penalty just before half time but they came out Second half showed a bit of grit and determination, a bit of fire about them, and they deserve to go through. Jim, is that how you saw it? Aye, aye, aye. It was, it was again, <laughs> it, it's bad as said, they, they were under a lot of pressure and they, they dealt with it well, so they did the boys. Yeah, so here's hoping, fingers crossed, that we can mm. keep uh, the momentum going as we, we go to the last season. Very unfortunate in the league, caused it myself, but European final, fantastic. Let's here's here's home for many of the same. Mark, what about that point about Monaco? You'd prefer PSV. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd always want the second leg at home if you can, because PSV will be will be buoyed from, you know, jumps in there might be a wee bit lucky. Well, I, I wouldn't call it luck. You know, when you keep going to the last minute, you know, and you get there and you, and you do it an extra time. And by the way, you know, PSV have got quality players. You know, you look at Cody Gakpo up front. I mean, he's a quality striker. Fifty knows. Yeah, yep. he knows his way. To go, uh, they've got the winger um, on the right hand uh, side as we well. We should sell them before the game. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's working at it. I think Oz is on it as well. Yeah, yeah you know, they've, they've, so they've got you know the Saibari on the right hand side is a good player. Obviously, we know about Luke De Jong, who was yep. at Barcelona uh, last season. We know about Veerman uh, in the middle part. And they've got a quality goalkeeper as well. And and Ruud van Nistelrooy is very highly regarded. Uh, and Holland Paul has come through the, the youth system at PSV taking charge and he's got a real good number two beside him Fred Rutten who's you know knows his stuff so they've got a good uh, combination uh, there so look, I, I would probably make Rangers very very slight mm-hmm. favourites just because I think they've got more experience all round between the management and the players mm-hmm. but that's why I said that at the start they'd need to take a lead over to Holland yeah. Paul they need to take something over there so that it brings PS and it gives them something to to to, to hang on to and, and and we know they can score away from home. I mean they've done it yeah. just about every tie for the past two or three years. So we know that Rangers can score away from home. But 
they must take a lead with them. The, the great thing as well, Gio will know them inside out, of course. <laughs> he knows every single player. He knows what it's like to go yeah. over there. Um, and as I said, but it is vital that Rangers do take a, a decent lead over there. And as I always say, teams coming to Ibrooks, they look at the atmosphere mm-hmm. and you can see that um, Union must shook the first yeah. 10 or 15 you said minutes it, it, yeah, it would do it and it did I've seen it yeah. listen I've been lucky enough to play against some top teams like Bayern Munich and Milan who have got top players and you actually look at them on the pitch and they're looking about thinking yeah. never sampled anything like this before great atmospheres in other stadiums but over here in European nights it's, it's a different level Jim are you quite confident? Hey, mm. I'm always confident when it comes <laughs> down to Rangers Barry were you involved in the game the last time you played them Ringtoven and Ibrox? Uh, we we yeah. beat them 1-0 over there big, um, big George, George Albert scored and then we beat them 4-1 um, what, a, what a tanking they gave them Ibrox that night eh? and I'm yep. sure Big Van Nistelrooy played that night am I right? <laughs> I love that word a tanking <laughs> love it <laughs> I think he did I think Van Nistelrooy did Van Nistelrooy was, was um, I did aye I did uh, and remember the boy Luke Nealis who oh, went yeah. to Aston Villa yeah. and played that his first game and got Injury. a bad um, yeah. leg break so they, they had um, they had some top top players at, at that time but so did we Jim yeah, we did <laughs> Jim get out and enjoy that weather thanks for calling The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Weekends here with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi and loads of your calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. Full weekends football coming up. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu speaking to Sky Sports Scotland today and asked again about uh, transfers. Any more business to come before the window en- it closes? If I was going to speak about specific players, we'd be here all year, but... Um... Whilst the window's open, as I said, we, we've done most of our business. The stuff we needed to do, we've done. Um, but we'll stay active. You know, there's still possibilities of guys moving out. Um, and, you know, we're still keen to bring maybe one or two in, but it has to be the right ones. And at the moment, we, we, we're not in, a, in negotiations or talks with any players. Anyone who's been linked to us is, uh, is not coming from us. Um, as I said, we'll, we'll stay active for the next couple of weeks and see how things go. Mark, still active? One or two players you'd like? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, going by that, you know, had... If the window to close tonight, Paul, I think he would be happy. But there's, there's, you know, more than two weeks to go, so he will look to to improve the squad. There's no doubt about that. I think just a, there's a, just a wee bit there of kind of dampening expectation um, as well. You know, just kind of playing things down, and then if they happen to to, to produce something, then you know, uh, all the better. But we do know, Paul, there's money there. If the right player becomes available, there's money to spend. And one thing, the Celtic board, Michael Nicholson, the Celtic supporters know about Ange Postecoglou. He knows a player. And if he wants somebody, you know, you go and get him. The manager is choosing the players. Paul, we know that. That's the way it should be at every club. The manager should be choosing the players. Yes, you've got your scouting staff and people around about you. Make recommendations, put things forward. If the manager wants to tap into your own knowledge, then fine. But over the piece, the manager must choose the players. When you don't allow the manager to choose the players, it's a recipe for disaster. But Andrew's in control of that club and that's the way it should be. Barry, you've been a manager. Do you agree with Mark? Yeah, but one thing it tells me with that interview there is he's not going to spend money for the sake of it unless he thinks it's going to strengthen the starting eleven or get players in who are going to threaten to get into that starting eleven. Um, that's the only reason he'll spend money. Um, he says he's got his eye on one or two players, but that depends on, on the price um, or if the player wants to, to come to Glasgow and play for Celtic. Um, so... 
As it stands, he's made a few signings. He got obviously the two main ones for me was Carter Vickers and Jota in permanent deals. He's brought another few and Celtic squad's looking really strong. But ideally as a manager, you're always looking to improve. But the way that Posta Coglu's went about his business, um, he'll only do it if he feels it's going to um, strengthen the Celtic team. Can you think of any manager in Scottish football who's had a, a signing record like he had in that period last season? With the volume of players that come in, no. no. How many players? Correct me here, 15, 16 players. I know myself, I mean, you're football guys, to bring that amount of players in and gel them. I mean, it, it never, it wasn't perfect at the start. It took a few weeks to get up and running, um, as we've seen with the start of the season they had. But generally, if you're bringing that volume of players in, yeah. it takes four, longer than that. Four out of the back five, brand mm. new. Only Greg Taylor, one who survived. Brand new forward line, two wide players and a striker. And one or two in the middle of the pack, you know, your number 10 and different things. So you're looking at eight or nine first team uh, starters. I, I think his record, uh, Paul, is, is quite remarkable. I mean, you look at what he inherited, what was being said about him this time last year, and look the way he turned it um, around. And by the way, against a very good Rangers team, wasn't it? It's not as if there was no competition. A right good Hearts team. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they had to overcome a, a team that were the champions, that were full of confidence, that knew each other. Okay, there was a change of manager, but I think actually in some ways you look back now, that benefited Rangers. Now, I know people would say, aye, but he'd, he'd a four-point lead when he took over. Giovanni had a six-point lead from Steven Gerrard, but they did get to European final, so I know I'm maybe contradicting myself there. But I think it was time for change with Steven Gerrard. I think he'd run his course. I think he felt it as a manager. And I think maybe the players on the board felt it that it was time for change and, and Giovanni came in. But yeah, his record... Uh, Ange Postecoglou is absolutely brilliant and it just shows you when you allow the manager yeah. the final word what a difference it makes that, that's the way it should be you know what I mean it's the manager who's who's picking the team I mean I know other clubs have worked differently but that's the way it should be for, for me but you've got to respect the, the job that he's done um, no matter what side you're on to bring a number of players in and get them gelled as quickly as, as he he did Um I know myself being involved in football and squads when four or five players come in. I know how difficult it is to integrate them into, into your team and the way that you want to play and obviously the demands and expectations, everything that goes with, with playing, uh, playing with the whole firm. So you've got to respect it, the job um, that he's done. But in terms of this season, I still think he's one of the ones where he'll, he'll no stand still. He's always looking to improve, but that's good because he's a player, that's what you want. You want you always love that when somebody yeah, came in new. I, I feel yeah. that's the best thing as a as a player. When you see somebody walk through that dressing room door, you think he's a good player. Well, he's my position. Well, I need to step up a level or two, and that's for me. That's what successful teams um, are built on. I think as well, Paul. You know, I'm not saying that it needs to be done in order to bring players in, but that there is a need to to get rid of three or four oh, yeah. itself to yeah, move them on, whether yeah. it's loan, whether it's whatever. Yeah. No, there's probably. 70, 80 grand a week there and the players' wages do nothing, contributing hee-haw and they're never going to contribute anything. Um, so if you can ship them off the wage bill, all the better as well. It allows you more flexibility in the market but you know, Celtic are cash rich anyway so it shouldn't be a problem but ideally, you want to trim the fat by, you don't, you don't forgot, you, if, if, if you're bringing to, you know, a Yeti, you know, he's I'm not saying these wages, guys are bad players but Mikey yeah. Johnson, yeah. Christopher Julian who I thought was going to be a party play, not going to happen. So there's three or four mm. Um, right away there's there, two there are surplus to requirements yeah. Julian and Ayeti 
they're yeah. big earners. I yeah. would probably think they're in the, the top bracket earners mm-hmm. at, at Celtic, yeah. so they'll probably look to, to offload them, but will clubs take them? What about That's Mikey Johnson for Motherwell? That was suggested Johnson, last night to, to Motherwell. Yeah. Do you know what? See something like that, I think yeah. it'd be good for, obviously yeah. great for Motherwell and good for for, for Mikey Johnson, you know, you, you look and you see players leaving Celtic and Rangers to go and loan to other uh, Premiership clubs, Paul, and it does him the world of good, or at least it should. You know, he can go there and, I mean, I watched Motherwell last week and, you know, they're, they're crying out for like a Mikey Johnson. You know, they're crying out for creativity in the team, yep. you know, taking full backs on, getting balls into the box for Van Veen, you know, he's stabbed a service. So Stevie Hamill's mm. looking to get that one over the line. I think that'd be terrific for Motherwell and good for Mikey Johnson. I think Mikey Johnson needs to go and play regular football. He's at an age yeah. where he's got to. He, he'll know himself. I think if you asked him in the studio right now, yeah. he knows that he needs to go and at least yeah. have a chance of playing regular week in, week out. And I don't think it would be a, a bad move. He'd be one of the main men. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. suspect that he would go straight mm-hmm. into the, the starting 11 there. Because listen, not on, his, not on his day. He has a real good player, Mikey Johnson, but it's still mm. potential. He's not fulfilled that potential because he's not had enough games. Here's a wee bit more from Ange Postacoglu about the transfer window. You know, as I said, we're, we're in a position where you know really happy with the, with the business we've done. It was really important for us to re-sign or to sign sort of Jota and, and Cameron um, you know, on a permanent basis, which is really important. And then the players, the other players we brought in, have really made our str- squad stronger. So. It's about the right ones now. If the right ones are available and you know, even if people haven't left, we'll, we'll move for them. Doesn't surprise you, does it? He's uh, it, There's money to spend, but they're not going to waste it. Do you remember just over a year ago, they talked about the structure at Celtic and at other clubs as well, You know, or the head of recruitment or the director of football would be in charge. And I remember you saying, Mark, and you just said it again today, with a strong manager, they have to be overall in charge of it you've got an owner or a chief exec or whatever there's the owner right? there's the chief exec and the manager that has to be the route Barry did you imagine when you were working under Walter or Dick Advocat that there was someone else there was a chief exec but that was on the business side of things yeah I think the when f- you've got like a, a, a sporting director whatever you want yeah. to call it if they sign the players I think that's an easy excuse for the manager if they don't do well I think if a manager identifies a player look I want him he comes in if he does great brilliant you get applauded if he doesn't do well that falls on you as well. I think if you ask any manager, that's the way they would rather work. Yeah, I mean, look, see, you think about it, Paul. Why on earth would you allow a chief executive or a chairman to pick players or have the final say over a manager? It's madness. Doesn't make sense, but it happens. But it doesn't make sense. It's like a manager going to the chief executive and choosing who's going to be the head of marketing sure. or who's going to run the accounts department. You wouldn't allow it, would you? Because that's not his area of expertise. So don't interfere. And when you know you've got a good manager who's got an excellent track record, then stand by him. And I think that's credit. You know, he, he, he keeps himself to himself. He's, you know, he doesn't want to be in the public domain, which is fine. That's entirely up to him. But Michael Nicholson, you know, appears to be doing a good job. So again, he went in there in a period of uncertainty after Peter Lawwell, um, the the God, I forget his name, um, went in. Oh yeah, uh, Dom. Yeah. Dominic, Dominic Mackay Dominic Mackay yeah. went in and you know only last whatever it was two or three months and yeah. then Michael Nicholson's stepped into the role and he's delivered for Ange and I think one of the key parts of winning the title last season was delivering the January signings early what a yeah. difference that made getting Hitati and Maeda in, in the first week rather, with, rather than with two hours to go you get them in the first week allows them to go and day, work the, yeah. the window opened yeah and it, 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 boom in they came and Celtic never looked back mm. Never look back from that January window. And again, that's why I don't buy into this. January's such a difficult one. Yeah, it is difficult, but go and do your job and make it happen. 
Celtic showed in, how important the January window is by doing it properly. For Rangers, Barry, what do you think is going to happen? Um, it'll be dependent on the outcome of these two well, they huge get five games. Five and a half million pound for mm-hmm. the beaten Union. Yep. Um, obviously, on Tuesday night. Um, What's I the think, inside word? Well, if they get through into the Champions League, I've no doubt in my mind that uh, Douglas Park and the board will. I'll give um, Gio a huge slice of that money to go and reinvest into the team. Um, but it depending on if they, they get past PSV because it's a massive month, massive month for Rangers. Um, still think ideally if you ask Gio, he would like to bring one or two in. Um, no doubt about it. There's players, Jack Simpson's away to Cardiff yep. now. You, you see there's maybe one or two others that are going to maybe on the fringes leave as well. So it's important that Rangers focus firmly in getting through but I'm sure Gio would have identified right now he, he'll have it written down if we go through this is who I want and there'll be early stages of, of talking nothing will really be happening until obviously that tick goes if they reach the, the Champions League group stage which they've got to Paul they've got to because it's huge sums of money yep. huge Morel is still Staying, you think? Looking at Barry yeah, at this point, sure. Ryan Kent? Yep, I, I think he'll stay as well. You 90%? Yeah, well... I know that time, window. Time, <laughs> yeah, no, time's yeah. going on. And sure. 20 days, 5 hours. Yep, James Tavernier <laughs> looks like he's going minutes. to be signing a, a, a long-term contract, yep. but I think if Rangers want to be, continually be successful, mm. I firmly believe, and I don't care what MD says, because I'll argue, Morelos and the Rangers team are miles better. I've said that for a couple of years. You see the difference that he makes? Mm. Even if he's not quite match fit but the presence of him and then Ryan Kent on a night look he never had his best game but I spoke to him Wednesday about it two players they double up on him yep similar to mm-hmm. when um, teams are playing against Celtic Jota they double up and that frees up somebody else in the, in the team so they're two big players that I'm sure that Rangers will be desperate to get in long term contracts Back to Celtic at this point here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about his players and how they, they want to raise the bar I think you start from the off and you know I kind of said that we needed to start at a better place obviously than where we were last year I mean then, then you know that the improvement you have is is from a strong base you don't want to start slow we you know we obviously had a slow start last year but you know we wanted to make sure that our level of performance this year was was strong so that we can improve during the year obviously we want to be playing our best football at the end of the year uh, that's when it uh, really matters but I, I think like I said uh, our first two performances have been solid it's an unusual start for us without midweek games and, and, and no games before the actual season starts. It's always like an extended pre-season um, in terms of our training, which has been good, I think, positive. But you know, more importantly, our performances have reflected our work. Mark, it's most unusual, isn't it? It, it yeah. is. You know, usually, you know, Celtic, uh, their supporters, their players, their manager, the, the board, they're, they're stressed out. And rightly so. You know, there's 30, 40 million quid. Uh, riding in the month of August so th- this has been a relaxed one for them and I think the good thing will be uh, two things to take from that for me Paul that the interview is um, that Ange Postacoglu will be champing at the bit absolutely champing at the bit for the Champions League to start 5th or 6th of September the Tuesday the Wednesday when the draw is made we'll know who Celtic have got whether they're home and away first but what he'll also be pleased about which he want to take into September is the fact that only having one game a week Barry will allow three or four good training sessions because he obviously puts a lot of work into his training. Uh, the players are told, you know, the, the, the demands, the standards that, they, that are there, the backroom staff as well have got to deliver day in, day out. So I think he'll be wanting to show off what they've been doing 
uh, and a more uh, regular basis because you look at Rangers just now and it's the way it has to be for them because of their schedule but you'll probably only get one or two sessions Barry because in the midweek whereas yeah. Celtic will get three or four quality ones in where you can you can work on an intricate detail what you want to do yeah but in, ter- in terms of Rangers it's more recovery than the day before the game Um you'll not do a 100% training session but you'll mostly go through shape or whatever and uh, as you say about, about Celtic I think listen to Angie would rather play yeah. midweek I think if you ask yeah. any players um, I think if you ask a Celtic players they would rather be playing three games a week and you know what his training's meant to be like it's meant to be so intense um, but listen as a Get footballer the of a game it's easier yeah, but as, a, as a footballer three games yeah. a week Listen, the yeah. way that you can look after yourself and, and the sports science behind football now, the way that players are looked after, um, there's no issues with, with players playing three games a week. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. After the break, I want to ask you both um, what you think of Ali McCoy's comments. Not so much about that, but what do you reckon oh. uh, that Rangers could do without one of these games or get ah, it shifted in the next him. week? I'm You're ready? ready you stand by. Um, and Barry as well. And there's a bit more coming from Ange Postacoglu, including he's speaking to the late, great Celtic player, the Lisbon Light, missed out in the final, but John Yogi Hughes, and it was his funeral today. Lots coming up. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So just before the break, we were talking about Ali McCoist, uh, his comments that Rangers should be given more help by Scottish football. Barry, what's your take on that? I've, I've looked at the fixer uh, list and... Me, personally, as a player, I'd be fine with it. I know Coyce is going back to what happened in 2008, which was, let's be honest, was a joke. Five games in a, 11 days. And you I think that's, every one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's impossible. Yeah. But in terms of the, the fixtures that Rangers have got come up, uh, got coming up, sorry, should I say, Tuesday, PSV, mm-hmm. you've got three full days recovery uh, before you play Hibs at lunchtime, and then it's Wednesday against PSV. Yep. So there's plenty of recovery in between. And then you've got Ross County at home in, in the Saturday. I think Rangers are geared up to to deal with the situations of if there is a bit of fatigue or tiredness. And I'm saying that and it's that early in the season. But they've got a big enough squad um, with enough quality to cope with that. And then they've got Queen of the South in between the, the old firm games. So look, I'm looking at the fixtures. I think if you, you ask the players, as a footballer, they're the games you want to play in. I mean, see that Hibs game at 12 o'clock? Yeah. That's a brilliant game mm. to play in. Mm. Brilliant afternoon, mm. lunchtime kickoff. Sure. Yeah. Making sure you're at it because mm. you want to be playing in Eindhoven, which is a brilliant mm. arena to, to play in. So, no, nah, I, I don't think you're not having it. No, you're not There's having no it. There's no going to be any excuses if Rangers sure. don't um, go through, which I think they will go through. Mm. But I don't think um, there'll be any excuses with the amount of games they've got coming up. Listen, they've had a, a good pre season, they're fit enough. And as I says before the break, the way that players look after yeah. themselves now, they're, they're athletes. But I know with Koishi's coming for, I was involved in 2008, and I'll say it before I let Mark in, five games in 11 days. Come on. It still lingers, doesn't it? Yeah, Mark, what do you yeah, feel? It's done, mate. Yeah. It's Aye, you, let it you have to deal with yeah, it. Yeah. You need to let it go. 14 years <laughs> ago, <laughs> it's over. Some things <laughs> last for much longer than that, don't uh, they? So, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I think, look, I'm pretty certain, Paul, if, if Giovanni Van Brunt, and ultimately be down to the manager, if, if he wanted 
the SPFL to look into I'm sure Rangers would have made inroads into that so I think the manager you know like Barry says they want to find rhythm and momentum do you really want an eight day break or whatever I don't think look I might be wrong but I'm sure if Rangers wanted just now they would have made contact with the SPFL and put the wheels in motion to at least put it in front of the, the, the executive committee and, and make a make a decision so I'm sure that, that Rangers are comfortable uh, with the schedule and see if it does not go to plan if Rangers don't get through against PSV I hope I hope that people don't go down the road of it's the fault of the SPFL because that would be so I'm so looking, unfair I'm just looking at the games there's plenty of recovery time exactly. in between the, the, the games the, only, the shortest ones PSV and the, uh, the Wednesday and Ross County at home and the, the Saturday but listen if there's a few players that'll maybe get wee niggles Rangers have got a well, the squad, squad. Yeah. You, you look at the Rangers bench yep. as I, I, I keep saying week in week out both Rangers and Celtic the changes that they make from the bench could easily play in the starting eleven. And here's what GVB thinks about PSV. Well, I mean, it's familiar. It's a familiar team for me. It's, it's great to see Ruth van Nistelrooy. Again, we have so many familiar faces on, on the bench. Fred Witten as well, who was I was the assistant of at Feyenoord a couple of years ago. Oyer, who I played in the national team. It's, uh, it's a familiar place for me, so it's nice to be back in Holland for a couple of days after so many months in Glasgow. You know, we're going to prepare well. It's a big chance for us to to take the last hurdle and to become a team who can play Champions League this season. Mark? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I really enjoy listening to Giovanni van Bronckhorst. He's so calm um, and composed. And I tell you what as well, Paul, I've not uh, touched on last time I was with yourselves and on Monday. I was so surprised with his team selection. But you know what? Fair play to him. Now, Barry was convinced, I think we all were, that Steve Davis would start. Steve Davis never started the game. And you look at the, the, the players that, that he picked, two or three in there that you thought, oh, right, okay, right, why is it? But it just shows you how many staff, the detail that they must go into. Okay, so they lost 2-0 in Belgium, but the biggest thing, they learned from it. Giovanni and his staff learned from it and passed on what they learned to the players. Down to tactics, to team selection, to being patient as well. You know, getting that, that chance of penalty kick just before half-time, putting it away, coming in at half-time, nice and relaxed, one goal away from taking the tie to extra time. So what a difference. Um, that made so again you know I wish that there's some Rangers fans out there that just seem to be constantly questioning Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's uh, credibility and pedigree to manage Rangers let it go the guy is a top manager he's a top coach he'll get bad results that's what happens leave him be and let him go on with his job because you know what he's very very good at it he knows what he's doing and the players trust him as well when they're given a job to do, they carry it out to the letter because they're told what to do. They're well prepared in terms of what he wants to do and what the opposition might do. So for that, he is a he's a top manager, Paul. And I just wish there was a wee bit more appreciation for him. Why is that the case that some of the Rangers fans still don't, if that is the case, still don't recognise the job he is doing? They haven't accepted him, or have they? You, you don't think some of them are. I think, well, you, you look at some of the, and, and I know social media can, you know, it, it can it can blow up. Aye, and Yeah, sure. And in the back, obviously yeah. there's major disappointment at 2-0. You think, oh my God, we could be out of the Champions League at the first hurdle. You know, and, and mm. you're thinking this 35, 40 million quid, you think the Celtic have already got that in the bank. So I get why there was a bit of, a bit of panic. But, you know, it is a bit two legs. As we said over the, the piece, it's only half time. There's a chance to turn it around. 50,000 Rangers fans inside Ibrox. There's no doubt that Union were going to be spooked and they were. I mean, the, the fans played such a huge part in what happened on Tuesday night. I was, and they can do again. 
on Tuesday against PSV. But I, I, I just wish there was just a just let Giovanni Van Bronckhorst go. There will be setbacks. He's not going to win every game, but just leave him be and, and believe in what the guy's doing. Barry, what would you say? I, I'm just smiling there at quarter to seven when the team came out. I was scratching my head because we spoke on the Monday yeah. and I'm thinking, is that the right team? But what happened? He picked the right team. Yeah. He made the substitutions at the right time. Rangers get through. So he knows, listen, he clearly knows the game inside out. Um, as I said, you're always going to get some people always never happy or, or always get something to, to say. But listen, he done his job. He picked the right team. It was very attack-minded, mm-hmm. let's be honest with you. And he explained what I liked about it. He spoke about it after the game. He explained why, why he played these guys. And that's what I like. There's a, there's a wee bit of insight that obviously is clearly... Watch them, obviously watch back the game. Where can Rangers hurt them? Because they're going to sit back. Um, so it just proved that he, he picked the right team on the night, which probably surprised a lot of people. I was 100% certain I about, about Devo, and I was a bit surprised at that, but I sat down, watched the game, and then obviously as the game went on, and in the second half, you can see why he chose that, that starting 11 and why he made these substitutions. He's a player who can play on many, many positions. Uh, he can play left, you know, wide and coming inside. But I think also today we knew that we had to create chances. And when you have Ryan uh, on the wing and you have Tom and Nee inside together with Malik, you, you know you're going to create chances. And um, in the second half, we changed a little bit for more speed on the right with Robbie coming in and eventually uh, with Morales up front but this team can can play in so many ways and we can always change our tactics within the games and we still have a lot of quality on the bench so I'm really happy uh, for all of us that they'll be playing next week against PSV They're, They can adapt yeah. that's a key thing for a team they can adapt and um, he's, again what I just mentioned before you, you played that interview he explained why they pick up the spaces and create chances and open space for other players in our field coming in as well, making their runs. Mm-hmm. He would um, create space for Lawrence and, and Tillman, who both of them, I thought Lawrence was was really good um, on the night. He showed the, his quality and I'm saying Tillman, I better call him Malik because that's what Seems Gio to calls be. him. Yep. That's, um, <laughs> he, at 20 years of age, he could yep. be... Um, he could be something special. He's got all the attributes. And some Rangers fans are saying, sign him now if they can. But yeah, but listen, he's, he's not loan. played a lot of first-team football. Yeah. You've got to remember, um, similar to Abada mm. at Celtic, still only a kid. Yeah. Um, not a lot of first-team experience, mm. but I just think game by game, you can see the qualities that he brings and I'm expecting big things with the early performances that I've seen. We're learning more about Rangers and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. I wonder, Mark, what the team will be tomorrow for the game with St. Johnson. Yeah, yeah isn't that, don't yeah. ask me. Uh, Barry, sorry, I'll change it then. No, Morelos start just didn't want it. Yeah. Morelos start, don't know, maybe. Look, there's so many good options. Yeah. That, 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 I mean, we're no joking when we say yeah. it. You take the goalkeepers out, the 10 outfield sure. positions. We'll throw in some 18, names. 18, 19 yeah. uh, top players. I mean, look at the guys that didn't start. Ben Davis. Yeah. Four million quid. The guys that didn't start on, on on Tuesday night. So, look, there's, there's loads of options um, for him, and you know it's up to him. How it's up to Giovanni. How much he wants to freshen it up. How much has he got one eye on Tuesday night? Now you might think, no, I need to keep him playing because I want him to build up a wee bit more, a wee bit more momentum. I want the two of them playing together to improve their partnership. I want him rested. I don't want to take any gambles with him because he is my number one player. Mm-hmm. 
on Tuesday night. So there's all, all these sorts of thinking that will come into his head. Yeah. Look, Ryan Jack. We're even, no, yeah, Ryan I'm Jack, just thinking yeah. of Ryan Jack. We've not been mentioning Ryan Jack. He's been a big player for, for Rangers. Um, Devo, obviously, in the middle of the pitch. Davis spent three, four million pounds on him. Yilmaz spent five million quid on him. Um, you can put Morelos into that as well. Um, Matondo. So, <laughs> to pick the Rangers team, that, that, that's what you want. Kamara. Mm-hmm. Glenn Kamara, who was a big player again last year. So, you're talking about players there. Any of them could come into the Rangers starting 11. Um, but that's what you need. See if you're going to be playing these three games a week. That's why I don't think it will hurt Rangers. Because they've got a big enough squad if there is an injury or a bit of fatigue or with, with players coming back. I, I don't think Rangers will have a problem because they've got enough quality to, to cope with um, the games that are coming up this month. Let's swing back to Celtic. Uh, Ange Postacoglu speaking to Sky Sports Scotland about the game on Sunday at Kilmarnock. Yeah, look, uh, another good challenge. Um, you know, they had uh, a really strong year. Derek did a great job with them last year to get them up. You know, it's not going to be an easy trip for us. Um, every week's got sort of a, a different kind of challenge and, uh, but also an opportunity for us to overcome those things. And, uh, you know, first two weeks of the season have been solid for us uh, in terms of performances and, and two good results. So I just need to continue with that. Barry, you're smiling. Yeah, I, I wonder if there'll be a water shortage in, in Kilmarnock. <laughs> I wonder if Dell will be telling the, the Kilmarnock groundsman. Because um, obviously the weather. Let's check Scottish you know, water on the line. Oh, wait, you know wait. what it's like. Um, yeah. It's going to be sticky. Yeah. It's going to be a sticky surface. Because um, you know what Celtic are like. They like to move the ball quick mm-hmm. and interchange all over the, the pitch. So it's going to be one sticky surface at Rugby Park on in, in Sunday. But we shouldn't have that surface. We shouldn't. You know, same no, at Livingston. They should, we shouldn't, no. Paul. No, in, in our top flight, uh, we should. Uh, and I know it, it creates revenue for clubs. I, I get that, yeah. and, and it allows them to train on it. And all that. but you know, for, for a club that come Marnock, you know, they, they should be playing uh, in grass. And I'm sure that the players, and I'm sure that Derek would rather be playing yeah, top level um, football in grass as well. It, it does. And we're talking about Sky Sports and their product. Now that's going to be the showcase game on Sunday. Um, some cracking games you've got West Ham Nottingham Forest you've got Chelsea Spurs we've got Kilmarnock Celtic kicking the day off on Sunday on a national tough pitch and I agree with you I don't think Derek will be I think they'll be losing they'll be losing the hoses and the sprinklers uh, <laughs> overnight at Kilmarnock on Saturday but you want to see it on grass yeah. you know you, you do and that's where we let ourselves yep. down and that's where the rules should be changed no 4G whatever you want to call it Astro Tough 4G don't have it in, a, in, a, in our division for yep. sure top level football in Scotland in the Premier League Got to be grass. I think if you, you're right. See if you ask any footballer, that's what you want to play on grass. And I know grass could be sticky as well because of because of the weather. But arse are tough in this sort of heat. Um, you know, it's like you play fives as well uh, on arse are tough. It's it's punishing, isn't it? Yeah, on on the joints. Quick question before we go to the news: Is Kieran Tierney on his way out of Arsenal, and could he be on his way to the Emirates? as a replacement for Alexander Zinchenko, which would be ironic because he's come to Arsenal. What do you think, Mark? That's a, It's I, I, on the wires today. Yeah. It's speculative. But look, by the way, there's, there's something in it, Paul, because this has been going for a year, if not longer. Uh, clearly, Guardiola likes him. Man City had Tierney on the radar before he went to, to, to Arsenal. Oh, did they? Yep. Yeah, they yeah. did. Um, and I bet they're wishing they signed him now because if they got him for 25 million, you probably, I think Barry's said that he'd probably play at least 75. But do you know what? Even then... I don't think Arsenal would sell him for that money. I think they see Tierney as a future captain. Just his attendance record, unfortunately for him, hasn't been great in the past year or so. But he's a top quality 
uh, player and I don't think Mikel Arteta would want to lose him under any circumstances Barry? Yeah he could play at Man City all day long for me Yep um, Just had these injury problems as Mark had mentioned there I watched the game the last game at Crystal Palace he came on the last I think 10 minutes or so but look Kieran Tierney when he's 100% fit whether that's lefty a three or left back and a four or wing back he, he could play anywhere he, he, he would want to but if I think if you asked Arteta would they sell him he'd be desperate to keep him because yeah, he, he's a leader as well he is he's one of the A1 he's a warrior on the on the pitch but I can see why Man City would want to sign him because for me he's he's one of the best about when he's fit we'll get you two warriors battling against each other in the next hour going to go for the news and then we're back because we're going to get your predictions for the games tomorrow and Sunday service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Weekend well and truly here. Zoe Kelly will be on just after us. Great music, Barry. You enjoy it on the way home, don't you? Yeah, I've got I've got it on some um, some, some brilliant tunes there. Yeah. Absolutely, looking forward to that. But looking forward to the next hour as well here in the sunshine from the heart of Glasgow, Glasgow's own Go Radio, built here a bit like. Uh, Right from Iron Brew. It's, uh, what's that, Barry? I don't know if I can be on with this guy any longer. <laughs> Why? There's too much nonsense going on. It's a Friday and yep. the sunshine. 29 degrees, oh, wasn't it? Uh, when we came in. Oh, it's just, it's down to 26. Oh, I'm sorry, but yep. we, were, we were playing six a side that he's seen oh. Koist the other day. Oh. You were playing alongside Ali? Oh, yeah. Well, oh. Played against him. I was. We it? battered him. What a player. We battered oh, what a, what, Still, what, 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 a, what a great goal. So he still sticks the ball, but I, yeah. it was. It was toiling the day, begging for the water breaks, yep. begging for the water breaks. <laughs> with, Je- with Jeremy Cave, KB. Oh, yeah, of course. KB, KB, legend. 79 now. Oh, still. <laughs> Wee Gene Wilder, still <laughs> going strong. Oh, who, else, who else is in the team? Oh, yeah. who played yeah. today? Um, uh, going on, KB, when we at the Masters, yeah. he, he drove. Um, I don't think he was too happy to go at the Rangers, but he's back. He said he's going to. Kilmarnock Celtic on Sunday right. as I guess of Kilmarnock him, oh, Bobby excellent. Williamson and, and, uh, and oh. uh, Jim Clark so the three wow. of them are, are going Bobby's See, back home from, from uh, Africa at the moment when I was a, a nipper mm-hmm. um, when I couldn't get to the, the Rangers games I used to go down to old Douglas Park, oh, Douglas Park KB, yeah. he was um, what a the, uh, great left peg um, never get about the pitch that much but gave him the Didn't ball oh, he's, yeah. he's what a left peg but knows the game inside out I yeah. think he sh- still should be involved in the game yeah. KB yeah Anything else you want to tell us about your... No, just... Uh, no, just, just today, Matt, no, I know, no. it's magnificent. Just, yeah. just, just waiting for Barry to give us a nod yeah. when he wants to get you involved. You did the swimming pool? Yeah. No, no you <laughs> just took it out for me, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me there's a, uh, there's a barbecue at some point over the weekend. I said, what yeah. time? He said, what time can you not make it? We'll have it. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, 17, 17, uh, 700. It's Mark Guidi. 
and Barry Ferguson this weekend. Aberdeen Mullerwell, this is tomorrow. Livingston against Hibs. Rangers against St Johnson. And St Mirren, Ross Counties. And then Sunday at 12, Kilmarnock against Celtic. And then Hearts, Dundee United. Last night we had Oz in your seat there, Barry. And Andy Walker was over there, Mark. Uh, it was great to hear him on the programme last night. Yeah, I listened to the this morning when I was on a run. Good. Um, yep. I was on a long, boring run, so I thought I would put it on. Um, but it was <laughs> no, no cosy, no cosy. Andy yeah, and, yeah. and Oz, but no. Listen, Andy, yeah. Andy knows the game. As I said yeah. to you off air, he's for me, he's a, a really good um, commentator, and it was good to to see him on the show. He's good, and you've got to give credit to Paul. Oh, yes. Barry, don't I'm not, not trying to be yeah. Paul gave Andy start. Right. Yep. and John Lund, didn't he? Yeah. This is a setup. Here, I, no, I, I no, think it is. No, I don't know. No, 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 Listen to him sure. on, on Sky Sports. And we were saying to Craig Moore, we saw him on Rangers TV the other night as well, uh, on doing the commentary with Tam as well. Yeah, I was yeah. I was with him on in, in Wednesday. Um, big Oz. Uh, yeah, I watched Rangers TV, him and um, Neil McCann on, um, doing their bit for for Rangers. And I, I, again, um, he's another guy who knows the game inside out. You know how close yep. I'm at him. Um, and as I said, it was good to see him on, on TV. It's great to have him here on the Go Radio football show, the growing roster of talent that we have. Five to seven. Thanks for making the switch. Over two million downloads um, and loads of people tuning into the programme live. Everybody got it right about Dundee United. We wanted yeah. them to do so well. Barry, uh, another thought on that. What what can you say about it? They've somehow got to try Listen, and Listen, sometimes you've just got to be honest. Yeah. Listen, is Edward were levels above mm -hmm. it, it was clear to see look last Thursday I thought Dundee United were, were superb they deserved to win um, I just think it made he a bit angry um, as I said I thought Dundee United did okay the first 20 minutes um, but once that first goal went, and Hearts to be fair had a chance where the keeper made a good save like yeah, a kind of bicycle yeah, kick yeah, yeah. Well, he did it could have been once, right. his, yeah. Yeah, once the second goal went, and it, uh -huh. Just collapsed, yeah. Um, and then sometimes at that, you've just got to sit back and, and, and soak it up and get in at half time. But with third goal, fourth goal, fifth goal, then you're thinking the worst. And then as soon as the second half starts, they concede, yep, they concede straight after. So look, it was a tough one. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Dundee United players uh, mm -hmm. respond. Is Jack going to um, change it up a bit because they're going to a tough place in Tynecastle? I mean, Hearts for me. Um, Robbie again has, has made a lot of good signings me they're a stick on to finish third um, but you'll be wounded about that last uh, the 95th yeah, minute last weekend yeah they dominated they I, I yeah. thought I thought again they were they were better than Hibs mm. um, and they'd be fr frustrated not to get that that second goal but they, they, they look a threat going forward with Boyce and Shanklin up front and Barry Mackay and that kind of free roll uh, some good midfielders solid at the back top goalkeeper and Craig Gordon so for me um, hearts are the, the, the third force at this moment in time. What are you thinking, Mark? As a former keeper, about Birigiti? Uh, no, uh, it wasn't good enough, nah. Paul. No, and look, Ben yeah. Seagrest is, is big gloves to fill. Again, it's yet another example, and we hammer this point home on this program 
every week about the importance of having a good goalkeeper and I don't think the great suspect to be great I don't think he was in the United's first choice you know, I think they did try three or four and couldn't get them but it just shows you what they had uh, in Seagrist and how you should never take a goalkeeper for granted but in the overall picture Paul our Scottish clubs uh, you know below Celtic and Rangers they need to find a way to start winning European games and it's all right to say well we're unlucky and it's early in the season you know I get all that you know Motherwell losing to Sligo Rovers I think Scottish clubs in the past 20 years have faced Irish opposition three or four times they've not beaten them yet Irish opposition have knocked really? the Scottish yeah. clubs out every time you look at some of the defeats that, that, that we've had in the past 10, 12, 14 years it's not good enough it's not acceptable you know this Europa Conference League has been created to give smaller countries a chance for European competition you know we know hearts are going to be in there because even if they lose their Europa League title fall straight into the, the Conference League guarantee them two, two and a half million quid which is great but I get it AZ Altmar we're, we're a really good team I get it but that said we shouldn't be conceding seven goals our clubs over the piece we should be doing better we really should be doing better and we've got to find a way to do better Barry yeah, listen, yep. I mean, I watched uh, going on Motherwell when we're talking about Europe, the, the both Sligo games. No doubt in my mind, Sligo were a better team. They deserve to, to get through. Dun United last week, as I, I said previous, were, were really good. And then you think to yourself, like, it's going to be tough over there. But to go over there and, and lose by, by seven goals, it doesn't look great on us because we've struggled um, in the past. So we need to, Mark's right, we do need to get better. Um, Hearts, they've got Zurich next next week. Yep. Um, so it'll be mm. interesting to see how um, Hearts perform. Fair? But I, yeah. I think Hearts mm. will, will be okay. I do. I know if Zurich beat them, they do drop into the the conference. conference. But yep. I, I think Hearts will get a positive result because if you look at the squad in general, as a decent um, depth to it as well, mm. with good quality on the bench. This is a great time of the year at the start of the season, but you're absolutely right, there's Motherwell, long gone from Europe now already, and we're Because still... you want to see, Paul, yeah. no matter who you, you support, of course, yeah. you want to see right. yeah. our teams at least yep. get a few results and mm. go a bit further. I'm not saying we're, they're going to win the Conference League or no. whatever, but at no. least... Be there, come on. Be part yeah, of the group stages, get, get the money, ah, everything. Exactly. You know, the punters, look, you know, look at Tannadice. Yeah. Last Thursday night, 14,000 there. Absolutely bouncing. You were at Fur Park yeah. the week before, 7,000. 7,500. I remember yeah. St. Johnson la last summer, two 9,000 crowds, uh, you know, against Lask and against Galatasaray. Yeah. Mm. So look at the buzz that it gives. Well, you want, it sets you up for the seats, financially brilliant. Mm. And then what a lift you get because you think, okay, and I know it's a tough schedule if you're having to go Thursday, th Thursday Sunday. But that's what you want. That's what you want as players, surely. That's what you want as a manager. Absolutely. That's what you want as a yeah. as a supporter. So, well, and I know it's easy for us to sit in a studio and see it, but we do need to find a way of being better, mm, Paul. Absolutely. We can't just rely on yeah. Celtic, and we can't just say, "Oh, that's a shame." You know, so and so's out, and so and so's lost. No, let let's be better. Let's examine it more. It's a bit like the TV deal here. See, sorry. Yep. In terms of goalkeepers, something just sprung in my mind there. You're talking about Dun United signing your goalkeeper, Xander Clark. Yeah, yeah. Mm. where where Xander Clark? I mean, yeah. for, for me, of course, he was a Clark, yeah, yeah, he's a really good squad. goalkeeper. Yeah, I know. Obviously, he decided not to extend his stay at St Johnson, but I don't think he's he signed with anybody. No, it, it was at Motherwell St Johnson last week. Came to watch St Johnston, so he was sitting in the stand watching the why watching the game. He's not got a club at the moment, Paul. He's just why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's a strange one. Surely, yeah, surely, it's a strange one. he's had offers. Or yeah, yeah, I think he's not two or three. Mm clubs back so I, I don't know um, what he's waiting for maybe maybe he said a wee sniff just to sit tight 
about something. I'm, ah, I'm not. Right. I'm not yeah. quite sure. But uh, it looks so as though he'll, he'll be resuming his career outside of uh, of Scottish football. Because I think I'm not a hundred percent. But I think he could have gone to Dundee United if he wanted because they were I interested. Think, were, I think, they, I think he was ago. the first choice yeah. to replace Ben mm. Seagrass, and I think that would have been a brilliant uh, move. Obviously, it was a blow for for St. Johnson because he was a quality goalkeeper. Probably St. Johnson's player of the season last year, as you say, he's a Scotland squad goalkeeper. He's forced his way into Steve Clark's plans. Yeah, I'm just I, surprised no, that that's a great name to bring up. Can yeah, because I, I, I do think he's good. Somebody else, Tom Rogic. What's going on there? I see the agent. Um, he's declined to say what's happening. So, so I think he's not signed for Neil Lennon. That was the last no, we heard. No, he was, that he was, was last potentially week. going to. No. I don't know, uh, the speculation he could yeah. retire. His agent has declined to comment. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. I know. There's still Fit plenty of fiddle. Yeah. Plenty of football. We just hope he's everything's okay. Yeah. There. We don't know. We haven't a clue. Um, but what a player! And and the yeah, all the medals. To be honest yeah. with you, I was with with Big Oz on Wednesday doing a bit for Oz had asked me to do a bit for Aust- uh, oh, Australian TV, and they were asking me about obviously. Players been over here, like yeah. Martin Boyle, and yeah. and he was asking me about who stood out for you, and it was always Rogic, yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. When especially when they played against Rangers, you're hoping, I hope he's not on it because sure. um, when he was on it, he could do you some damage. Um, and at 29, as you said, hopefully it's nothing is going on in his private life because he's still got a lot of football oh, left in his legs did you call him Tommy given that it's uh, Australian TV yep. you did <laughs> Tommy they all go on that's an American accent I think that came out we hope everything is okay with him <laughs> right here on the socials at Go Football Show Steve's been on the other thing seeing this uh, mood that we're in for change and a bit of positivity Steve's on saying time for the SPFL to set up their own TV channel to get a better deal than Sky if serious about it, Sky might come back with a better deal because their product is nothing against the product at Sky. They were, they've been great for football. Also, if it's 60 games, do we get all the money if they don't show all the games? That's a great point. Yeah, I think they do, actually. He's saying he loves the show. Thank you, Steve. He I'm makes some good points that there. I'm says yeah. that they never showed all the games. No, they didn't no. take up the full no. allocation no. last no. season. No. Yep. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I watch every... Like, use. <laughs> English Premier League so, so many games no, you down watch there, everything so many games down there I'm, I'm actually bored I prefer watching a, mm-hmm. a Premier League game up here yeah. if I'm being yeah. honest with you because you know what you're going to get up here down there some of them they all play the same it's a bit boring mm-hmm. was it Eddie Hearn that said a few years ago Scottish football it's all too comfortable and uh, he should have a look at it yeah it was see. your dad Barry was it Barry it's himself? Barry, oh, yeah, right. I was there so, yeah. at an SFA yeah. well, um, annual conference. The um, yeah, yeah, and it was uh-huh. there, and he, and he, yeah. he spoke about to the football then? writers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, look, he's shake sometimes up a shake up. They look at Barry. Barry here is a great example to bring up. You know, as he said, you know, he's he's sold fishing. He's this guy. You know, he's sold people sitting fishing. This guy, he's yeah. he's sold. He, he fills out darts holes. Mm-hmm all around the country with people that are sitting 100 yards away but they're still in there you know he's made darts you think what darts oh, was 30 years ago to what it is now um, so yeah but a wee bit more inventive yeah, a wee bit no, more creative shake Paul, it up a bit yeah. yeah there's so much that we could do hmm. um, I can remember Barry you'd have been playing Paul you'd remember when Roger Mitchell of course yeah, setting up the own SPL TV yeah. Uh, yeah, and, it, and it fell through but they were, they were going to go for that and why they? did that fall through so it I was trying my brain there trying, yeah. to, trying to think mm. uh, you need a what bit it was. to shake it up definitely yeah, do. Do. and I can't believe that Celtic and Rangers don't want to own their own rights now they have to play the other teams we know that right 12 teams in the SPFL in the top division but they would make so much more money if they owned it look at the worldwide support of Rangers and Celtic 
I mean, they would. They get what? About three million if you win it, thereabouts. It might go up slightly. Roughly, yeah. And I'm not having a go at Sky here. Listen, there's nobody else in it. They should be brave enough to take control of the rights. And I'm sure around the, the world, more money would come in and we would get more access to it. I don't think live TV stops you going to Ibrooks oh. or Celtic Park no, or whatever. You, it doesn't anymore, the... doesn't ah, it? Yeah. No, yeah. And see, yeah. after COVID, I think people want to get back out, mm. Barry. Remember, we were in here for a year, year and a half that to two years. That won't affect yeah. supporters. Go. They, they love that. that, yeah. that that's their life. Yeah. They, they yeah. live for the, yeah. the Saturday or mm. Sunday games and going with their mates or their kids, mm. going and getting the programme and the pie and, and yeah. whatever they want at, before the game or at half time so I don't think that would that no, would change I think Ibrox and Parkhead you'll still get your 50,000 your 60,000 but yeah. you know Paul is one thing and it's going to come to the surface more and we're going to be talk, talk, talking about it a lot more in the weeks to come with the cost of living crisis we can't price our fans out of the game though sure. you know and there's a great campaign from the supporters 20s plenty I love that yeah. and you know again it's within the remit of the 12 clubs in the top flight mm -hmm. to make sure that that's yep. the case you know let's let's do the clubs do deals with each other for travelling fight you want it you know you want it to see sure. as Barry mentioned some of the games on but the, you know the, the stadium in fact it was Jim the caller the stadium is only full sometime you see it but it's right 20, and by the way 20 is plenty it's more than enough absolutely more than enough and we need to be careful that we don't lose fans it's an over 30 quid to go to some of the places to watch yeah, yeah. we looked at the prices the other day yeah. now so, yeah. we were talking about this on Wednesday mm -hmm. Now, if you've got two kids, you're taking them. Yep. I know it'll not be thirty pound. It might be I don't know fifteen quid or ten quid. Then you've got the your petrol or whatever to get there, and then obviously you know what it's like when you go in. It's a pie, yep. drinks. It's an absolute fortune. Mm. And then was it Peter Grant that said Bayern Munich season book is a hundred pound a season? Right, completely different model. Yeah, a hundred pound for a. Is that right? That's well, what you said. Phenomenal. You make a great point about the cost of living and the fans. We can't keep rinsing the fans for the money. I totally agree. No. I think St. Johnson fans, there's a bit of a boycott tomorrow, tomorrow yeah, um, at the, Ibrox. The, and is that again, they just what's, feel... What, what's what, the charge here for a... 31 quid, maybe. Mm -hmm. But look, but what I have to say, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm, I'm not talking no. about tomorrow's game in isolation, yeah. but in the broader picture, and let's be honest, there's been nobody more ripped off away fans than Celtic and Rangers fans. Yeah. You know, let's, sure. be, let's not forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Every second mm -hmm. week... They get shut but again, Paul. What what gets me about this is our twelve clubs run the SPFL. It's within their power. Mm -hmm. It's within their remit with Neil Doncaster and the executive board to go and sort this out. So don't don't wait till it's too late. Don't be reactive. Be proactive. Yeah. Let's get together. Listen to the fans because the fans are only trying to do Scottish football, and they're being serious. Mm -hmm. The cost of fuel, the cost of supermarkets, the the, the cost of gas mm -hmm. and electricity. You know. We're no kidding on here. This this is a real problem, and football's a big part of people's lives, and it gives them a chance to go and switch off for ninety minutes or so. It gives a chance for father and son, father and daughter bonding, whatever you want to call it, and a go and chance to see your team. And as you know, Barry, there's nothing better than running out as a footballer and seeing the stadium packed, oh, the four sides, regardless of who you're playing. You don't want to be running out to three quarter um, empty stadiums. Mm -hmm. So we need to be really careful. And look after our supporters of the 20, listen, of every club in Scotland, but of a top flight. If they're saying 20 is plenty, they're saying it for a reason, and we need to take heed of what they're saying. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Weekend of football, more to come in the next half hour with Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. We're here on Monday as well. 
and right through the week five until seven. Football on tonight, Barry, in the championship. The side that have gone down, one of the sides, Dundee, up against uh, a broth who just missed out in promotion. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if, if Dick Campbell and his mm. players can um, do what they've done last season because, I mean, that, that would have been a fairy tale yeah. if they actually went up. Um, they were they were so unlucky. So it'll be interesting to see how our growth um, do. Dundee probably get easily the biggest budget in the championship. Um, they should be clear favourites, but got off to a bad start. Partick Thistle going yep. up there. So yeah, I'll be tuning in as normal. To... <laughs> who do you fancy? Kind of... I'm going. Do you know what? I'm going to go our broth. Are you? You yeah. going for the red lichties, right? You, okay. You just listen. Yeah. Uh, is Dick back from his holiday? Because yeah, he's probably, <laughs> he'll probably yeah. away golfing somewhere. Yeah. Um, leaving right. bigger rab. You're, you're going for a rab, <laughs> rab Douglas, yeah. of course. Um, Mark, what do you think? Ooh, Dundee one 0 You reckon it's a late goal? Okay, and then tomorrow, Air against Hamilton, Inverness, Cali Thistle against Cove Rangers, uh, Wraith Rovers, Morton, and match of the day for Radio Glasgow here for Go Radio Queen's Park against Partick Thistle oh the derby Ian McCall up against uh, Owen Coyle yeah. of course and Owen, Owen played for him oh yeah yeah, yeah they, they yeah. did and the yeah, team they, uh, oh, they played for him at Falkirk yeah and Airdrie yeah, yeah, yeah. And Airdrie yeah old teammates um, as well they'll be lively be they'll be lively game. dugouts who do you uh, fancy on that one I know Queen's Park are using Stenny's ground at the moment yeah. are they mm. um, aren't they so I would I'd it's what I'm going to go for a score drop Paul. You could, could never rule out Party Thistle but again it just shows you what light this league's going to be too Thistle mm. opening day beat Dundee at Dens then dropped yep. two points at home to Hamilton uh, last week So and then Queen's Park 2-0 up against there Lucy 2 last Friday night so I think it's a terrific league yep. it really is I'll go for a score draw tomorrow score draw when, when did Queen's Park go back to Leicester I was Hamden? thinking that I don't know the answer yet but we will tell you I'm sure first here mm-hmm. on Go Radio don't know yet because they need to get back there as, as sure. quickly It'll as possible. It'll be magnificent. New I think, stadium. I think yeah. they're going to the grass, aren't they? They're ditching yeah. the Astro Tough, oh. going to play in grass. Yeah. They're listening. Mm. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I hope I so. so. Okay, yeah. I think so. We'll check that and see. So that's uh, the championship. Uh, your old club, Alloa, tomorrow at home to FC Edinburgh. Clyde against Kelty Hearts, your other old team, Barry. Yeah, they need yeah. to get a win, um, Kelty. That's mm-hmm. two yeah. defeats. But look, look, they're up a level. Sure. Potts is, is just took over. Um, he's had a few injury problems, um, but listen, that they'll be they'll be fine this season. Then Fermanagh against Montrose, Falkirk, Peterhead, and Queen of the South against Airdrie. Airdrie, who just missed out last season, and in the second division, Albion Rovers East Fife, Dumbarton against Annan, Forfar against Elgin, Stirling Albion against Denhurst, Muir, Stranraer against Bonnyrigg Rose. Here in the West, Mark, did you play down at Dumbarton there by the Rock? Did you ever play uh, in the ground? I, I did, yeah. Okay. Played, aye. Yeah. I played. I actually came for St Myrna, I think, away. Uh-huh. Uh, away but it would have been, would have been a different ground. It would have been Bulkhead. Oh, the, the, the old, old one. Yeah, it would have been yeah. the old Bulkhead. Yeah. That, was, that was a proper old stadium, oh, wasn't it? Did you play there? I played at yeah. Bulkhead. Yeah. 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 We played reserve games there sometimes at Bulkhead. What a place that was. That was um, oof, that was a wake-up call. Yeah. Uh, that was great. See, you think back then, the reserve team football. Brilliant. The manager at Dumbarton at the time, was Murdo. Murdo and remember he signed Chick Chanley? Did he sign Chick? Yeah. So we we played down there. You could hardly we played night games reserve uh, in the reserve league west. Aye. You couldn't see. That's right, Fud likes us hopeless. Honestly, it was like <laughs> playing. Yeah, it was playing in like, on the street. Uh, do you know like. you're talking about reserve league west, Barry? I mean, playing for Albion Rovers reserve league west against Rangers on a Monday night at Clifton Hill. And Trevor Stephen played for Rangers that night because they were trying to give him 90 minutes, you know, coming back from, from injury. And you were in goals. I was in goals. Yeah. And you know, 
I think we beat them one 0 right? I think we beat them one 0 It was a it was a two pound one bonus. Uh, <laughs> so we're beating a Rangers yeah. team with Trevor Stephen in it. We get battered by the way, but I think we managed to steal the game, and it was a two pound one bonus, forty eight pence after tax. Was that the motivation for you? <laughs> <laughs> was it the the big win bonus? Oh, but you're right. The the, the thing that always stood out when we played night ten games, most in the, in the Monday night reserve league, the floodlights yeah, at most. Like, honestly, yeah. you, see, see if a cross came in, <laughs> yeah. I caught, you, you were gubbed. You had but no you chance. That, that was that was uh, excuses. But I went upbringing in terms of playing in the reserve league west because you would have some like first team players also yeah. uh, involved in in the Monday night. You used to go do it. So let's run round the Monday night. Mm. Way down there. <laughs> That's a long. Yeah. yeah, back in the Wednesday shift. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Some places, but you know what? Brilliant grounding. Brilliant grounding to, to playing that. They, listen, they should look exactly at that. It's a exactly. million miles away from the the two people I'm going to mention now: Stephen Gerrard up against Frank Lampard, two of the great England uh, players of the last couple of decades. Mm. They meet tomorrow. Um, over the weekend, Massive huge game, game isn't it? Yeah, both but, the opening day defeats. Yeah. Um, you know, Everton you can understand at home to Chelsea. Villa was a big surprise losing, you know, to, to Bournemouth, conceding the early goal, never really get going. You know, Villa as well, you know, a change of the captain, I don't know how well that that's great for John McGinn, but you know, Tyrone Mings, what what that's done to, you know, inside the place. But Steven Gerrard um has to go and get, get wins. It's an obvious thing to say, but you know, the board have backed him there. Um, and they go and start winning. They're at home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lunchtime kickoff, Paul. Uh, tomorrow, live in the telly. Um, I'd expect Aston Villa to win that game tomorrow. What do you think, Barry? Yeah, well, first and foremost, two of the best. Yep. Britain's ever produced two unbelievable midfielders. Had the privilege of playing against two of them. Um, now they're managers. Tough. I mean, Stephen Gerrard done. He started off when he took the job. The initial reaction um, was good and then they struggled towards the end of the season. Again, as Mark says, I mean, big money's been spent. And similar to Everton as well. They splashed the, the, the cash. Um, watched Everton last week. I thought young Nathan Patterson. Yeah. Brilliant to see him yeah. get a start. Um, oh, it's a toughie that one. I'll, I'll go Aston Villa. Going for Villa. Yep, the home win. And looking at the two players, I'm not saying who was the better, which one was the better of the two of them. How did they compare? What's your memory of playing against Lampard? Well, more, but Lampard was never really wanting to get involved in coming and, and, and dictating the play. He's, he's runs to the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Um, as you've seen with the amount of goals he scored, he was a bit different for Gerard. He was one that would go and try and link up between defence and attack. Lampard was more a, getting beyond the, the striker and getting up in support but listen to and Stevie G just your final memory of him playing against him he was yeah, just some the of the strikes he, he yeah. could do both yeah sure I mean Frank Lampard could do both yeah. uh, but look two of the I mean he asked me who's the best out of the two of them yeah I'd okay put... yeah. I wasn't going to well, but you've I'm offered I'm interested if you've played against him I had to pick him. one I would have to be Gerard. why because he could do everything just he could. everything in his game. Yeah, he was one yeah. of the best I played against. I mean, Hammer Scholes. Aye. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's wow. a toughie. Yeah. Paul Scholes. Uh, that's Aye, a, proper. That's a player. Mm. Guys like Roy Keane and all that were, yeah. and Vieira were, were brilliant players. Yeah. But I just yeah. thought there was something about Paul Scholes. He could, again, he was a. Quite understated, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, just an angry wee man as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the pitch. But Gerard um, and Lampard. It's a, it's a toughie. Oh, Gerard, Gerard, uh, Gerard just hurry up. Nicks it. Did you get it? 
angry wee man hurry up right okay Arsenal against Leicester <laughs> oh, it's bigger than you it's, it's, okay okay uh, they all are they all are you're talking all right. wee man I'll fade you but, down I'll fade you down <laughs> that's a difference right, right. Arsenal against Leicester five. I'm five foot seven in a good day um, and I'm mentioning Leicester obviously for well the Scottish connections and Brendan Rodgers I know he's not Scottish but you know they're talking about them a lot just now aren't they Stephen Gerrard Brendan Rodgers at Leicester they still haven't spent a thin it doesn't dime look, it, it's a happy man does he see when you see him do the, yeah. the interviews mm. and it doesn't look if he's 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 in a good place. Unbelievable that they've not spent a, a penny. I think mm. he's going to lose both of the players. Is it Fafana? Yeah. Fafana and, yeah, and Madison. Madison. Yeah. I, I think he's going to end up losing them because <sighs> you know the money that these yeah. clubs, Chelsea and Newcastle, they're going to come in in the last week or two and, and bang. And that's two of their best players. Yeah. Yeah. I, you think, look, Brendan Rodgers, but he'll get a top job somewhere. But I just, it's the beginning of the end now for Brendan at Leicester. I'd expect her to be a partner of the ways. It just looks as if it's coming to a natural conclusion there. The players that he's lost, the players that he's probably going to lose in the next two weeks, and the fact that he's not been able to replace him. Jamie Vardy's a year older as well, etc., etc., etc. So I can see an exit there. But Brendan will get a top job. I wonder if he now feels it's time to go and try somewhere in Europe. He's fluent in Spanish, he's fluent in Italian. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the, the Serie A or La Liga try mm. something different and then I think bearing in mind Brendan's 49-50 that you know within five years he'll have a, a top job in England club job possibly the England national team manager something like that he's got he's, got, he's too good not to have sure. another mm. uh, top job but I think I've got a wee feel they might just tie abroad as his, as his next mm. move because he came so close Last season, yeah, you know, the first European half. semi-final oh, as well, Paul, oh, or the final uh, European yeah. semi, um, as well. To that's right, uh, yep, to, they did. Was it final? Um, Who did they lose to? They went through was to it PSV. Final. They went through. Oh, they're not PSV out, yeah. didn't they? No, and then they played out. Roma. They played the Roma point the is, yeah, yeah they did well there. He came close. Roma. They just hit the bar for yeah. Champions League two years running. Yeah. And also, remember, early last year, um, he was being mentioned for the Tottenham job before yeah. Conte came. He's not Man United, yeah, Man United. Paul, you'll get that look. If Guardiola keeps going for a year or two, there's no doubt he'll be in the frame to replace Guardiola. Listen, you, you look back, I, I, we were Scottish football was very privileged to have Brendan Rodgers. You look at what he inherited at Celtic and look at what he created over that two years. You talk about meeting players, but look at the Scott Brown they inherited to what he turned Scott Brown into again. Look at what he did for Kieran Tierney's game, Callum McGregor's game. Um, who was the striker that they, they brought in? Was it Dembele? Dembele. Yeah. What they sold... Uh, for him, so look at the way he made players better. Very similar to Ange Postecoglou. So he's a top manager. Um, he was brilliant for Celtic. Invincibles, unbeaten. Okay, in Europe, certainly results could have been better. But apart from this season, Celtic only reached two out of seven Champions Leagues, two out of seven attempts. Brendan Rodgers got them in uh, both times. So he's a he's a top manager. Um, but I, I I don't see him being at Leicester for much longer. He'll go on, he'll go somewhere else. I can't remember that invincible. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has. Listen, yeah. but he has a top manager. Yeah. But you can't survive down there if you're no signing new players every single season. And it's strange that they're the only club that, that that's not done it. So that 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 tells mm. a story. I wouldn't. Sorry. Imagine they're short of a few bob. They're the only team in the world now who haven't spent. Right, yeah, yeah it's crazy, in the world. Paul. It's a crazy. Top team. And he's going to lose. The, yeah. I would guarantee. I, I think he's going to lose the two players that yeah. we mentioned a minute or so ago. And if he loses the two, I think they're going to struggle. By, by the way, 
probably between Michael, the two of them and Smeichel's away it'll be, hundred, be 150 million they'll probably bring in yeah. for the two of them mm-hmm. yeah. he's going to buy and they're talking 75-80 million pound to Chelsea mm-hmm. um, for, for Fana OK, that's a quick look at England and also through our kind of Scottish eyes, uh, which uh, we'll do every every week. Uh, today, uh, another funeral uh, cortege went past one of the two big grounds. It was Celtic Park today and friends and family and supporters of uh, the late great player, John Hughes. Big Yogi Hughes. This was uh, in the 60s and his record was just remarkable, wasn't it? We spoke about him last week. Um, well, the manager and some of the players were there at uh, the funeral and uh, Ange Postacoglu speaks movingly about John Yogi Hughes. Yeah, it was a really nice service and the fitting of the great man. And, uh, you know, you, you walk away from these things, uh, you know, obviously understanding um, the status of him as a footballer, but also more importantly as a man. And yeah, everyone spoke really well. You know, I thought his, uh, his son uh, spoke really well just about the influence that he had on their lives as a father and grandfather and great-grandfather I think now so um, yeah great man um, yeah, sadly uh, gone probably too early and, 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 and will be missed but uh, I think a, a befitting way I'll tell you it's great to see the um, support for the families of yeah. these great players yeah. uh, who are there and the current players as well who wouldn't have known them but some of them would but they know you know the history of these these of legends yeah I mean you know guys like John Yogi Hughes is, is, is revered and, and, and rightly so. You look at the the mark that he made in Celtic Football Club, the amount of goals um, that he scored. And I was, you know, Paul, you now get the, the, the pleasure and the privilege of, of uh, Ghost and Kendall, we should call him, uh, in the Sunday Post. So you get, you get Kenny's insight, and it's, obviously, it's, it's happening far too often now. So many p- passed away and actually we, we age, but I spoke to him about, about John Yogi Hughes last week, and he said when Kenny made his, his old firm debut, and it was John Yogi Hughes that won the penalty kick. And Kenny's his first, he's only a kid. And Billy McNeil grabs the ball and goes up to Kenny and says, you're taking it. <laughs> and it was, so it was Yogi and Kenny said, wasn't he prepared for it? It wasn't he rehearsed, no practice. And of course, he, he, he scored the goal. But the thing about Kenny, he's great in terms of giving you an insight to, we all know what like they are as players on the pitch because you get to see that on a Saturday. But off the part again, um, and Kenny wouldn't say if it wasn't true. He said he was an absolute gentleman. And for the the, the, the young players coming through at that time, you know, your Lou McCarries, your Danny McGrains, all the boy, he said guys like John Yogi Hughes were were brilliant. You know, just so helpful. Um, want to see the kids doing well. And on a Saturday when it came to the night, ninety minutes, the, the 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 help that they gave and the talent that they had to go and help Celtic win games. And you think of the games that Celtic were winning week in week out at that level, Paul, domestically and in Europe, part of the nine in a row team too. European finals, etc., etc. John Hughes was a, a brilliant player for Celtic and, and quite rightly fondly remembered in the history of the football club. 189 goals, Barry, in his time at Celtic. How many games? Um, I've put you on the spot. Yes. I'll check the number of games. It's about 189. It is phenomenal, isn't it? And he was, he was such, is such, not the such top a gentleman. Five yeah. goal scorers in the top, high. top, yeah, it won't be top as many. 10 or something yeah. like that. Mm. But the ratio was really yeah. high. Yeah. yeah. And I see Callum McGregor was there today. I mentioned the yeah, manager. Yeah, some of the, 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 the players, the coaching yeah. staff. And, and um, no, listen, that's, it's a, that's what you want to see, Paul. Um, I mean, it's obviously tough on the, the family, but it's great to, it's similar to Rangers. There's, so many legends at both clubs obviously it's hard when they pass away but it's always good to see the current first team staff and players um, showing their respects 416 games 189 goals it's a fantastic record and it's sad to see the players from those uh, 
you know, teams, there's not those teams, Lisbon Lions, first yeah. team ever, British team to win yeah. uh, the European Only four Cup. Lions still alive, Paul, is that, is that right? I think now, yeah. uh, Jim Craig. Jim Craig, and who speaks at so many of them. Um, Bobby Lennox, um, John Clark, and Willie, Willie Wallace. Wallace, four, yeah. four at the starting 11. And of course, um, just in the last year or two, we've said farewell to some of the Rangers legends as well. But great for their families that people come out in these numbers today, and it was it's moving out in the street. And they're not yeah. never forgotten. Not that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's yeah. great that people watch that, and the current players are there showing the respects mm-hmm. of both both sides. Um, so, yep. And these players will hope to be remembered in the future as well, because it's a football. This is the football city, yeah. the football capital of yeah. the UK. Would you say, Mark? Yeah. Glasgow yeah exactly ah, absolutely yeah. for the absolutely. size of this city no, no doubt, you know, no doubt 60, about it 50, there's, there's, there's nothing like yeah. Celtic Rangers and we're sitting beside a guy who's yep. played in dozens and dozens old fun games and, yep. and, and captained them to titles and trebles etc etc he knows better like he's a Lanarkshire boy but <laughs> Glasgow is yeah. I, I think it is Barry you've been around the UK or in the world 100% football. you say it's the, the biggest derby in the world here 100% you'll not get anything like it Boca Juniors I know I say this every time and oh, like, you I don't did, care you've yeah. been saying that I think I it was James the producer he's been on about South America no give me peace. peace, peace. we've sent James to South America he's going <laughs> to he's going to send me there if I don't take a break and then it's predictions next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Yeah, it's the guy's favourite 15 minutes of the week. Mark Guidi tells me that, so too does Barry's face. <laughs> Lighting up here, prediction time. They've both got a good record, but so far, nobody has won this. This is week three, because we, you know we've teamed up now with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements. This is your chance every Friday to win and win big. Ryan from the Gorbals is on the show, and he's already banked £100, but Ryan, you have to guess all six results correctly to win the jackpot. Good evening. Good evening, how are you doing guys? Good, thanks. How are you? Are you out in the sun then? Are you got the mobile and you outside in the sunshine? Tuned in? Unfortunately not. I was out in the sun yesterday and roasted myself, so I'm hiding. I'm I'm hiding all the day. <laughs> I think Barry, will you be out in the sun the we will? Do you think outside? Yeah, yeah, I'll be out yeah. sitting in the sun in about forty five minutes with a cold beer. Excellent on the lawns will be Tell me better get the pins up. Ryan, who's your team? It's Rangers. Rangers. Will we start at your game first then? Yeah. Aye, if you want, right. aye. Let's go to Ibrooks tomorrow. What do you think then? Rangers joint top of the table up against St. Johnson. We all know the story about two seasons ago and then last season, but you're still there. What What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think it's it's going to be an easy Rangers win tomorrow. After the coincidence through the week, I, I can't see anything other than the Rangers win. And who do you want to see play? I'm not saying give us the full team, but do you want Morellas on from the start, give him game time, help to shift the timber? Well, see, to be honest, I think bringing him on um, maybe 60 minutes into the game is fine. We need okay. to let Kovac kind of find his feet still. He's, he's only played what, one or two games in the Scottish Premier League, so he needs to kind of get used to the defenders he's going to come up against. That's a good point, Barry, and he'll have confidence, Cholak, after that goal the other night. Yeah, the, listen, I felt a wee bit from him in, in some of the games, he, he's not had the service, but one thing, give him a chance and he's yeah. put it in the back of the, the, the pokey, as I say. So, well, I agree with Ryan, I think Cholak will start again. 60 minutes, and as Ryan said, then get Morelos on um, for another 30, that's another 30 minutes under his belt, and I'm sure, listen, they'll, they'll be training Morelos hard. 
just now he'll be going through a, a mini a mini pre-season because obviously he missed the vast majority of it but I agree with Ryan I see it as a a pretty comfortable Rangers win 4-0 for me a bit of 4-0 yep. Mark what do you reckon with St Johnson they, they got a break last weekend yeah I, th- I think they got a deserved uh, victory last weekend at, at Fur Park uh, Paul and um it's going to be tough, obviously, for, for St. Johnston tomorrow. I think Callum Davison was at the, at the game on Tuesday night, it checking was, them over. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's hard to see anything other than a Rangers victory, but, you know, if Rangers are going to win the game, I don't think... I wouldn't go, I agree with Barry and, and Ryan as it'll be uh, a thumping. I think Rangers will really have to produce their best to beat St. Johnston. I think St. Johnston have got a really good back three, mm-hmm. uh, really solid. It's just if they can go and um, try and nick a goal at the other end to put Rangers under pressure. So I'd, I'd, it could be a narrow Rangers victory. And who you're looking to see for Rangers, Mark, from that point of view? Do you think he will change it a bit with a view to resting some of them? For I th- yeah, there's obviously Rangers. good options there. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, I, I think naturally that, that, that he would freshen up. I think that he will have one eye on Tuesday night. Um, I think that's only natural. So you know, between tomorrow and Tuesday night, in terms of the starting lineups, you you might see 15, 16 players over the two games in terms of starting lineups. How's Alan McGregor feeling? Do you think? And is there any chance he would I'm play sure just now? Hurting. Yeah. Listen, he's a professional uh, and he wants to play. Any chance he'll play tomorrow? No. no. I think John McLaughlin's the number one. Gio's made that clear. Yeah. Um, we need to stop like, going on about it and maybe debating about mm. it. I, I think it's clear that John McLaughlin's going to be the yeah. the number one going forward, certainly in the league and uh, in Europe. Scottish Cup, it may be a bit different. You might see yeah. Greasy coming in, um, but it's clear that, that Big John's the, the number one at this moment in time. Okay, you're all going for Rangers tomorrow against St. Johnson and that would put them top of the table <clears throat> at, at least for the 24 hours or so or 20 hours before the Celtic game. Right, Ryan, what about Aberdeen against Motherwell? And Motherwell, of course, now with Stephen Hamill as the new manager. And Barry, you welcome that? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's brilliant. You, you normally see clubs go for experienced managers. Good to see they've appointed within the club. Stevie's been there in the youth side of things for five years. He's... Um, he took it over the uh, last couple of weeks. He's got one win and one defeat. So I hope he does well there because um, he's obviously was a, a great player for Muddle. He's a legend there and I'm sure the fans will get behind him. That's 17 years at uh, Fair Park. He had a short spell at South End. He went down there for I think six or 12 months. Um, but no, he said a testimonial whatever. Mm. Look, He's no na- new to it or naive. He, he's been yep. coaching for a number of years, so it's good to see that Murdo have, have gave him the, the opportunity. Ryan, you've been studying the form. What do you think? I, I can't see Murdo doing it against Aberdeen. Aberdeen at home, plus the fact they've just got the new manager. He's not really going to have a lot up front. I don't feel for them to cause Aberdeen very many problems, so I can't see Aberdeen getting beat up in Aberdeen. Mark, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I wish Stevie Hamill uh, yeah. all the best mm-hmm. in, in the job. You know, I'm delighted for him that, that he's got it and Brian Kerr uh, will assist him. As I say, I watched Motherwell last week. A lot of work to be done, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the middle to front. Um, you know, there, there could be five, six players short, yeah. uh, to be honest, if they want to, you know, push towards the, the top six. Um, Aberdeen, I don't think many teams out with the, the old firm will take points at Petaudry. I've got a real good feeling for Aberdeen this season. So Aberdeen, 2-0. Aberdeen 2 now. What's your scoreline on this one, Barry, again? Just to After check. After me yeah. saying that about Stevie, <laughs> yeah, I do I think Aberdeen will win. Oh. Yeah. Majowski, you like the look of him? I've, I've just seen yeah, highlights. Listen, but uh, yeah. Again, it's a work in progress. Jim's made a lot of new signings up there, but I just think Aberdeen will be too strong for mm-hmm. Muddle at home. Um, the next couple of weeks is 
is very important for Stevie Hamill because, like Mark just mentioned there, I, I think he'll need to go and, and get a right few players in because if he doesn't, they could struggle, Mother. I think they are going to do some business, but we just don't know what. But I think it was Stephen Reside last night who suggested Mikey Johnson. Something like that would be yeah. a really good... That's that's what uh, they need, yeah. Paul. You uh, know, yeah. wide areas, bit of pace into the mm. team. You know, can flip through to the middle as well. So yeah, they need to go and do something. Yeah. Stevie Hamill know that he, you know it's not like he's he's been in caretaker for for two weeks. He's been part of the fabric for a number of years. He'll know what's requ- what's required, and, and and we know that the Motherwell hierarchy will do their very best to support him and give him the finances. And we hope the fans will come out. Obviously, it's the away game tomorrow. But um, I was hearing we mentioned the people who were there at the Sligo game a few weeks ago. Mm. David Turnbull was there as yeah. well so there's a lot it's of people important. there around yeah. the, and when you see these crowds of 7,500 full house at Tannadice see in the coming weeks the, the clubs could do with that kind of support it, it, at it, home they, they yeah. can't. and you know one other thing just to say about uh, about Motherwell and, and the hierarchy you know Alan Burrows and the rest of the guys here the pitch at Fur Park <sighs> Paul you were there Barry it's sensational no, it's, I know it's been well, a lot they've spent a fortune they've, they've spent a fortune yeah. on it this, mm-hmm. this summer the pitch is made for Real good football, real good footballers. You know, it's it's all there for Motherwell to go and do well. But the pitch was absolutely See, sensational. See, before that, one of the worst slopes ever. <laughs> oh, I know. Yep, ever. And that that's um, credit to the the ground staff because last year the pitch was really good. But I seen an interview a couple of weeks ago that they've obviously spent a bit of money and and level it out a bit. And listen, I'm sure the Motherwell players will be happy with that. But also opposing teams coming as you said it's like a bowling green Ryan we'll go into the next one because these two are on it they're going on for an extra hour tonight I think <laughs> you must have watched I take it you watched Barry a few times over the years aye to be honest he was one of my heroes growing up uh, me and my pal used to call him B-Dot because when he just first got into the team Ian Ferguson was there as well so he used to get called B-Dot with a lot of love and affection <laughs> He's laughing, he's smiling. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. I was wondering, I, I, get I get it now. I get it. What is yeah. it? B. Ferguson. I. Ferguson, so you had to call. Oh, so right. it's B. Yeah, is that yeah. right? Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you mean, Ryan? That's right, aye. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. I think B-dot. Barry and I were sort of laughing. Laughing. You're one of those laughs with not a clue. I knew you were. I was like, thank God you said that to him now. Because you're sharp as a tack, but you weren't there, Mr. Ferguson, but I hadn't a clue either. So thank you, Ryan, for telling us. Right, Ryan, where will we go next? What about Livy against Hibbs? Well, this is the one that I've been kind of humming and hawing with all day, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, Livy at home, they're a hard team. And on that park as well, you don't know what Nick it's going to be in, if it's a, a roasting hot day tomorrow, the ball could be bouncing everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time, I, I think Cubs are going to do all right this season, as long as they can get their players up and fit. Magidi and Boyle are going to be important for them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But... I just I think it's going to be a draw to be honest I'm, I'm hedging my bets on that one Is it a score um, draw for you? They, they yep. found it a wee bit hard against Hearts uh, last weekend so I've went for a draw Are they scoring? Is it Nubly and Boyle or is that too predictable to suggest? It quite possibly could be that uh, yep. that Nubly against Rangers mm. uh, had few, few problems when we played them um, the defenders he looks like a big handful mm-hmm. and he was alright with the ball at his feet as well um, and Martin Boyle's massive for Hibs as well then sure. getting him back to a massive mm-hmm. transfer Mark what's your thought what's going to happen at Almondville uh, well do you want to, to want to echo a lot of what um, uh, Ryan has said there in terms of the picks the surface Livy at home great result last week Hibs I'm just I think they're still finding their feet um, yeah I'm going to go Home advantage, Livingston 1-0. Right, another win for Livy. Barry, what do you yeah, reckon? I'm going the same as Ryan. Uh, he spoke a lot of sense here. Um, 
if Martin Boyle hadn't signed with Hibs, I would have said Livingston. I do think he gives him that wee bit of, mm-hmm. bit of spark. Um, but I, I, I was impressed with Livingston. I was at the game, the Rangers Livy yeah. game, and they defended really well. And as Ryan says, big nubbly up front was a real handful. Mm. Great result last week up at Tanadice. Yep, I'm going to score draw. One each. Very quick question. Do you have any issue with Hibs celebrating winning in the 95th minute in a derby? I see some people criticise them. You're going to do that, aren't you? Because Hearts were better. Yeah, I tell you, in if I scored right against at Celtic at last minute, I'd be celebrating. Exactly, yeah. I don't think there's anything to see here. We can move on. But I see some of people. Course, were, celebrate. Of course. Oh, yeah. What, what, what do people want now? You, you hit the back of the net and you just walk back to the. Your, your own half sure. and no celebrate mm-hmm. no, that's the only Marco Negret done that sure <laughs> <laughs> listen you and Barry have agreed all the way have you sorted this out beforehand yeah, sure yeah have. you have yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark <laughs> so St Mirren against Ross County uh, is next mm. Mark uh, both sides no points in the board mm-hmm. yet but Ross County have actually played well in a couple of games away to Hearts and at home to Celtic I'm going to go for Ross County to win 2-1 against your old club as well <clears throat> I mean Stephen Robinson has been a really tough start Ross County it has as well but they've shown quite a lot Barry what are you thinking? I think Ross County will go, do their, uh, go down there and, and run mm-hmm. over, the, over the top of oh, do you? Yep. yep expect goals yep, yep. I think uh, it could be a sore one for Simon Saturday Ryan what do you reckon? I echo the lads as well I, I just think Simon having got after a great start and if Ross County can find some of the form that they had last season um, I think they should have an easy day okay. Hearts Dundee United Ryan you first Tynecastle's going to be some game what did you make of last night briefly 7-0 terrible for Scottish football yeah it is isn't it so it was, it was yeah. I, I genuinely thought that they might have had a wee chance if they had set up with like a bank of five and then a four and just left Fletcher up front if they held on for long enough they might have got a result but I don't think Andy's seen them getting back up 7-0 so what about uh, Sunday at Tynecastle? Uh, after that result, I just I can't see it, it's probably just taking too much out of them with the travel. They're no used to the travel. Yeah. The fact that they'll be deflated, I, I, I can't see anything other than the Hearts win. Barry? Probably about 4 mil as well. Yep. Yep. I'm going with Ryan. I think Hearts will win comfortably. Mark, what do you feel? 2 1 to Hearts. 2 1 to Hearts. You're all in agreement apart from. Um, at Livy Hibbs that's the only one you've disagreed with uh, the final one Ange Postacoglu today was speaking to Sky Sports about uh, Kilmarnock on Sunday yeah look uh, another good challenge um, you know they had uh, a really strong year Derek did a great job with them last year to get them up you know it's not going to be an easy trip for us um, every week's got sort of a different kind of challenge and, uh, but also an opportunity for us to overcome those things and uh, yeah first two weeks of the season have been solid for us uh, in terms of performances and, and two good results so I just need to continue Mark, what do you think? Out with going to Ibrox, I think this could be one of Celtic's most difficult away games of the season. The surface, the weather, everything's just trying to get still get into their their stride, even though they've won their two games. But I'm going to go Celtic to win 1 0. Ryan, in the Gorbals, what do you think? Uh, As much as I hate to say it, I think Celtic are probably going to do them maybe 3 0. The Celtic players are fit. That boys, do you know what I mean? And I don't think the weather's going to have that much of an impact on them. Um, the only thing is, like Mark says, possibly the surface, but I think Celtic will probably play through that and have no issues, to be honest. Okay, so you're going Once for... Once they get one, yeah. I think the floodgates might open. Mark, are you going Celtic as well? Celtic 1-0. A bit close, 1-0. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think um, the only sticking point will be the surface, but I think Celtic will cope with that. 
I'll go 2 0 Cel- uh, Celtic. 2 0 Celtic. Can you believe that's it? Listen, Ryan, I think we'll speak to you on Monday. I've got a feeling you might not be far away. So we'll it's give you a call that, then. I'm, yeah? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm a bit unsure about that. I was one, but I think that's mm. the make or break. Do you want to it's change okay, your mind in the 95th minute no, here? No, <laughs> You've started, so you'll finish. Thanks very much, Ryan. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers, Ryan. See, Cheers, Ryan. see you Monday. Cheers, mate. That's the, that's the two hours gone, Barry. It's going to be some week tonight. It's brilliant. Listen, enjoy yeah, it, whichever you're at, your women's football. You enjoy your champagne tonight, Paul. Enjoy it. Looking forward to it. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back again. Zoe Kelly up next. And then we're back Monday at five. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Barry. Football show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Service your existing car with us right now, and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.